0: So head on over to speak 2 com and let's have a chat.
1: Founding a business is basically going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. So, yeah, like so <laughs> uh, you're just working your way through, roll the rock up the mountain, however you want to, what yep. metaphor you want to use. Yep. But that's really what it's like. And I think at times it can be daunting. It can be mm. like nothing's working. You can feel like, what am I doing with my life? And that's common. Every founder goes through that. But if you break it down into like almost like levels of a game, for me, looking back at 22 years of, of entrepreneurship, it always unfolded as like levels of, of Super Mario Brothers almost. Yeah. Like focus on one level at a time, do what you got to do to get through that level, and then get to the next level. And I think a lot of us get hung up because we're worried about Bowser when we're on level one or two. Yeah. And when in fact we just need to focus on getting through that level and in level one is what chips up most people because it's a lot it's really hard getting your first 10 or 20 or 50 customers but that's what level one is just do that don't worry about anything else
0: Are you making every decision in your business? Maybe feeling a little overworked and overwhelmed. Do you ever wish you had someone to go over the big decisions and entrepreneurial choices you had to make? Well, maybe this sounds familiar. Your partner at home doesn't want to hear about business anymore, and your friends don't know what the heck you're talking about. And maybe your team at work, well, even though you have an open door policy, they're not always as open as you'd like them to be. Well, there's good news. I have room for two more one-on-one coaching clients next quarter. And, you know, here's how it works. We'll get together on Zoom either every week or every second week to discuss the strategies and frameworks that will clarify your thinking and advance your business and entrepreneurial life. It's all about the five Ps, your promise, your product, your process, your people, and your profit. Once they're better aligned, you'll enjoy a better life and business. Remember, you own your business, and it shouldn't own you. It's time to reduce the frustrations and increase the freedoms. So if this sounds interesting, go to simplifyingentrepreneurship.com forward slash call to book a freedom call with me, and we'll see if we're a right fit. (music) Hey, it's Pete, and welcome to another edition of the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast, always here to help you cut through the chaos of running a business. After all, you own your business, and it shouldn't own you. And today, I had the opportunity to speak with Brian Clayton. He's the CEO and one of the co-founders of this really cool business. And what they do, and he says it, he's he's like the Uber of lawn care, where he connects homeowners who need their lawn cut with approved businesses that will come and do it. So you don't have to do all the search, all the craziness. And, you know, they've been at it for about 10 years, have become, as he puts it, an overnight success. And it's taken them 10 years, but they're doing really well. And, you know, we're going through in the conversation today, stuff around burnout and stuff around decisions leaders need to make as they grow and build their business and found their business in some cases so really good conversation from somebody who's been there and done that so enjoyed my conversation with Brian hopefully you will as well we'll dig right in with Brian Clayton Brian it's a pleasure to have you here on the simplifying entrepreneurship podcast
1: Pete thanks for having me on it's great to be here
0: Yeah, thanks, man. I'm looking forward to our conversation. And we we haven't known each other before this. And just in the last couple of seconds, we're saying, hey, there's some commonalities. We've got some interesting things to talk about today. And, you know, I love your business, GreenPal. And I think what a great concept. And why don't you give us one to two minute sort of education on what GreenPal is all about, what you've been doing with your business for the last 10 or so years?
1: Yeah. So GreenPal is like Uber but for lawn mowing services. So if you have a house, you need to get somebody to come mow your grass rather than calling around all over Craigslist or Facebook or friends or family. You just pop your address in GreenPow. You'll get three or four quotes back in a few minutes. You can hire the contractor you want to work with and pay and schedule them right through the app. Uh, everything goes well. You just set it and forget it. It just happens like clockwork, like magic. GreenPow is a 10-year overnight success. My two co-founders and I have been at this for a little over a decade. In all 50 states, United States, multiple eight figures a year in revenue. 32,000 contractors use the app to run their business, and around 300,000 homeowners use it to to hire them. So it's it's working now, but the first few years were, were were challenging.
0: Yeah, and you know that's part of the whole business process, right? Getting things rolling, getting over some of those humps, and understanding what it all means and putting it all together so that you can be an overnight success. Ten years later, right, Brian?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. The idea that anything is an overnight success is a fallacy, because you always look at, it might have taken them two or three years, but seven, eight, 10 years before that, they they worked on this other thing that failed. Or, you know, it's always the, the product of like 10 or 20 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's combined knowledge and sometimes it's just earned along the way or whatever the case is. Sometimes it's paid for. Sometimes you're, you're bringing in specialists to give you that too. Right. In order to get the thing ramped. That's right. And and, and there's no right or wrong way. I don't think it's just what's most comfortable for us to, to do it. And, and our limitations as we start things up and get things rolling.
1: Yeah, I think founding a business is basically going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. So so, (laughs) uh, you're just working your way through, push on this string, roll the rock up the mountain, however you want to, what metaphor you want to use. But that's really what it's like. And I think at times it can be daunting. It can be, you can feel like nothing's working. You can feel like, what am I doing with my life? And that's common. Every founder goes through that. But if you break it down into like almost like levels of a game. For me, looking back at 22 years of of entrepreneurship, it always unfolded as like levels of of Super Mario Brothers almost. Like focus on one level at a time, do what you got to do to get through that level and then get to the next level. And I think a lot of us get hung up because we're worried about Bowser when we're on level one or two. And when, in fact, we just need to focus on getting through that level. And in level one is what trips what up most people because it's a lot, it's really hard getting your first 10 or 20 or 50 customers, but that's what level one is. Just do that. Don't worry about anything else.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you know, it's like we were talking about just before we hopped on, it's this idea of focus on what matters and give me your sort of idea around what a lot of entrepreneurs do when they get going and they're maybe not focusing on what really matters and they're focusing sort of on the fake work type stuff.
1: Yes, this is a trap that a lot of new founders fall into, mm-hmm. myself personally, yeah. a couple of times. When you are founding a new business, you can, get this, you can get this bright, shiny object syndrome, and you're focusing on all of these things that don't matter. When in fact, the only thing that really matters is let's get three or four or five customers and let's start learning from them. Let's start learning from. Are we are we solving a, a problem that people have that they want to pay for? Are we making more people happy than not? How are we going to deliver that consistently for twenty customers? How are we going to train somebody else to to help us do this? And and looking at like how you deliver that consistency, how you de- how you build out those little routines is what matters at that stage of the game. Unfortunately, a lot of founders will. Well, I need to set up my Instagram and my Facebook, yeah. and then I need to like think about what my brand strategy is, and what what does the what what color should the T-shirts be, you know, our business cards, what does that design need to look like, and what is our culture going to be, and all of these things. Like that stuff matters at like different levels of the game, but yeah, right now you're on sure. level one. Let's let's focus on level one stuff. And most of the time, it's 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 activities around marketing, getting new customers. And then, and then activities around feedback, learning from those customers. In levels one, two, and three of the game, pretty much all of your time needs to be spent learning uh, from people who are using your product or service and, and what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and letting that improve the business. And that's simple. I know it, sounds, it might sound trite, but most of us put friction between us and our customer. They make it hard for for our cut for the customer to to tell them everything that's on their mind like if you respond back to their email it's like no response at examplecompany.com like yeah. that email needs to go to your email inbox because you need that feedback so so that's a that's an example of like real work versus fake work fake work is is stuff that's not going to drive the business forward and get it to the next level of the game
0: you know Brian you were saying about this idea around fake work and i think when people get going a lot of times they know what to do or they have a good feeling of what they should be doing. Why do you think they resort to doing that sort of stuff? This episode of the simplifying entrepreneurship podcast is brought to you by shootopia.ca. We're always helping our clients look great and feel fantastic. With the heat, you can free your feet with some of the awesome sandals from names you know and love, like Birkenstock, Keen, and Mephisto. Of course, we have you covered for the casual and athletic needs too. Guests like you are at the very heart of shootopia. Stop in for a visit or Drop in on shootopia.ca. We're currently only shipping to Canadian addresses.
1: It's easier to burn yourself out and work a hundred hours a week in the business and feel like you're doing the right thing. Feel good about it and 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 feel like you've got your hustle card stamped yep. versus spending 20 or 30 really good hours working on the business, developing the systems, processes, routines, standard operating procedures. Exactly. That's a lot harder than just jumping in the truck and going and, and taking care of a problem. And, and I've been guilty of this. And, and so in founding a business and running a business, you're, you're dominated by things that are urgent, but not important. So it's like all of like the little minutia of, of running the business, It's emails, it's phone calls, it's all these things that are urgent that have to be dealt with or should be dealt with right then and there. But, but in the long term, success of the business are not important. Yeah. You have to figure out a way to remove yourself from that quadrant and put yourself in the quadrant of things that are important, but not urgent. So your, your employee training system, you know, how do you get somebody from you just hired them to professional in your industry in in two weeks? And how do you do that? Like on autopilot, that might take you a year to develop. And it's an important thing, but you don't have to do it today to run the business. And so that stuff gets oftentimes swept under the rug. It's the important work we're supposed to be doing, but we don't ever get around to. And that's how we get stuck in in this rut of like, you know, whatever level of the game you're in. And then that's how you get burnt out. And that's where a lot of businesses fail, and that's where a lot of people basically build themselves into a self-employment dynamic, not a business ownership dynamic.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I mean, I've got a whole process, and sort of my, one of my main frameworks is called the five P's, which is aligning your promise to your product or service, and having the right process, the right people, so that you can drive the right profit. And you know, it sounds a lot similar in that, especially that process component with the people so that we can align accountabilities and stuff. Having those decisions made at the lowest possible level of the organization are so important for you to be able to have the time to work on your business and not be putting out the fires, right?
1: Exactly. You know, if somebody's listening to this, maybe they're in year one, they're like, hey, I'm just trying to hold it together. Yeah, I get that. I don't have time for any of this stuff. Yeah. And, and the reality is, is, is that maybe Monday through Friday, is all is in the business. Yeah. It's just holding it together, making sure the shop gets opened or whatever. Saturday needs to be on the business. You yeah. come in early, you stay late, you pick one part of the business and you try to develop a system around it. And then guess what? Sunday is on yourself. You're reading the books. You're listening to podcasts like this one. You're going to YouTube university. You're taking online courses because you have to level your skills up. So every founder is doing three things at once in the business on the business and then on yourself you got to be doing all three you got to be dedicating time to all three or else you won't you won't get to the next level of the game
0: yeah i love that i love that and you know one of the things that that happens too with burnout when people are feeling burnt out they're not having any fun anymore they're mm-hmm. they're not feeling the vigor and the excitement and all this stuff cuz they're body is drained. And when you're not healthy, mentally and physically healthy, it's hard to stay healthy, have a healthy business too, right? You're starting to feel this power and this burnout and and getting drained. How do you continue to keep fun in the business and keep that excitement in the business when you're getting for those those entrepreneurs, those business owners that are feeling as though they're kind of up against a wall with some of this stuff?
1: Yeah, a lot of times in business you got to go backwards before you can go forwards. And if you've you've brought the business to a point where you're burnt out and 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 nothing is working, you you almost have to take it backwards to a point where where you have it working well, where it was fun, where it was running smoothly and then build up from that foundation. You know, a couple of times in 22 years of business when I was running my first company, uh, it was a traditional landscaping company, and I and I had I grown it to over 150 people. And remember, I was driving to the shop one day, and I had this knot in my stomach. I didn't want to go there. Yeah, I didn't want to go to the place I had built. And I was like, man, this sucks. Oh, how did I get here? Uh, and I thought, well, you built this. You get exactly the culture you deserve. You get exactly the enthusiasm you deserve from your people because this is just an extension of you. So I had to go backwards in terms of I had to like rebuild my perspective, my enthusiasm for the business, what kind of leader I was, how was I approaching this? I had to get rid of some people that weren't good fits. I had to get smaller in terms of a company size, figure out what was working, what I liked about it, and then do more of that. And so that's really, really hard to do. We really don't want to go backwards because it feels like we're giving up. But the reality is sometimes you have to do that in small business because you got to get it back to a point where it was working and where you were having fun. Because if you're not having fun doing it, if you're not having fun about the progress, if you're not having fun about about, about the, the, the challenges the business is overcoming, then you're going to get burnt out. You're going to hate it.
0: I couldn't agree more. I've certainly been down that route with the businesses that I've owned, even the one that I currently own. We used to have three shoe stores. Now we have two shoe stores. We had to take it back down. It wasn't happening. Nice. And so we look at that and now we're you know doing better than ever with the two instead of having the three. So sometimes bringing things back in order to take things to the next level is absolutely what's necessary. So I loved your analogy there. And I think it's certainly probably, uh, there's probably a lot of people listening that are going to associate with that too, through the trials and tribulations of entrepreneurship, right?
1: That's right. And it goes back to moving from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm, is part of it. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it really is success is a lousy teacher. We only learn from the things that didn't work out. I bet that third location taught you a whole lot more than the first two locations did. And so now when you, when you get ready to open your third, fifth and sixth or 10th company Mm -hmm. or or location, now you know how to do it better. Or maybe you learned, Hey, I don't, I really just want to own the store. I don't really want to, you know, and maybe you learn. So you learn something with that third location. So sometimes we have to like reframe it and look at it that way. It's not happening to us. It's happening for us. Every bad thing that's ever happened to me in 22 years of business, five years later, I was always glad it happened. Always. It always made me a better founder. Always made me a better entrepreneur. Always made me a better business. The reality is most of the time, these things actually build you a stronger company.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's great. Well, thanks for spending some time with us here today on the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast, Brian. And before we go, I want everybody to have the opportunity for you to sort of kick them over to your website again in case they want to get their lawn done and whether they want to explore a little bit more. I I think your website's great, by the way. I was saying as we hopped on, it's like tick, tick, tick. You see them all happening and, and it's awesome.
1: Nice. Well, I appreciate that, Pete. Yeah. Anybody that doesn't want to waste time mowing your own yard uh, and you want to build your business, uh, just go on over to com. pop your address in, you'll get quotes and you can hire somebody. Anybody who wants to hit me up, Instagram's the best place to reach me. Brian M. Clayton, just drop me a DM there.
0: Thanks again for spending some time with us here today.
1: Thanks, Pete. I appreciate it. I had fun.
0: Well, thanks for spending some time with us here today. And, you know, think about these things you need as the business owner, you need to give yourself time to be working on your business. I mean, that was a key takeaway here today that you can't just be putting out the fires. You can't just be running the things, making the decisions, all this stuff. You know, Brian put it in capsules of, hey, you can do that maybe Monday to Friday, but on Saturday, you got to be working on your business and Sunday, you got to be working on yourself. However you time frame that stuff, depending on where you're at with business and the freedoms that you currently enjoy. Think about that. You know, whether you're spending a couple of days a week working in your business and a few days a week working on your business and one day working on yourself, how important is it as the leader of your business that you continue to grow so your business continues to grow as well? We talked a little bit about burnout. We talked a little bit about some of the ways to avoid some of that stuff. And I encourage you here today to think about where you're at. And he puts them in stages, you know, stage one, two, and three. Also talked a little bit about accountability and process and systems and i'm sure some of that has conjured up a few ideas to get you going right after you're off this podcast make those notes stop the car you know do what you got to do in order to make those notes so you can activate it's one thing to listen to these shows and one thing to kind of go through this but the next step is to activate upon your thoughts. Always remember, clarity creates confidence and confidence ignites momentum. And we're trying to create clarity with the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast so you can get your thoughts straight and activate. Connect with me by going to Speak to Pete, where we can hop on a Zoom call and see if we're a good fit for maybe one of my programs. So that's speaktopeet.com where you can book in that Zoom call and we'll discuss turning your worries and wants into wins. It's time to simplify your business and life as a leader. So until next time, make it a great day.